Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, listeners. As I record, it is July 22nd, and this is episode number eight of How Do You Write? This week, I had the extreme pleasure of interviewing Naomi Munawira, who is a local Oakland writer. Um, Something I've been trying to do is expand my uh, writers that I talk to outside of my own um, social pool. So it's been tremendous to um, look up and meet virtually online all these people that I don't know that I hope to know someday. I really enjoyed our chat together. Uh, in the background, you can hear that she's at a cafe. And for me, that's just one of the most soothing sounds because I spend a lot of my time in cafes writing just like she does. And um, in fact, when I'm at home and I can't really get going, I put on a white noise app that has a cafe uh, sound to it. So there's all these kind of mumbled words that you can't really understand. And it just makes my brain really, really happy. So um, I know you will enjoy that interview. And in my world, catching you up quickly, I have just learned that um, while I'm recording on iMovie, because I do publish these as videos, um, I can cover up my face, which is something that I've never thought of doing. Because when you are talking to your computer, it's it's weird to be checking your hair. So I just have to let you know that's a very happy thing in my life right now. Um, I haven't been doing much writing of new words this week. There's been a bunch of editing and some essay work and moving things around, um, some busy work, but I'm kind of itching to get back into the new words drafting phase because that means eventually I'll be in the revision phase, which is my favorite phase. On Monday, I'm going to start a new book, which is uh, under contract to Random House Australia. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's the third book in the Darling Songbird series, and I, I'm loving this series. So I can't wait to get in and start telling Lana's story. I should probably do some plotting this weekend, and I will do that. In um, random news, I got one of those uh, Redfin announcements that says our house actually might have this much equity. And because we bought in 2006 and the economy collapsed in 2008, we've never had even a dime of equity. We've, in fact, been negative hundreds of thousands of dollars in our house. So, of course, that led to some late night Googling and holy crap, should we move to Oregon thinking? So I'm running on little sleep because I was looking at properties. Um, You probably know how this goes, but there is that dream of moving to the small town where everybody knows your name. And um, so I spent too much time doing that, but I don't know. I, uh, you can hear it in my voice. I love Oakland. I have lived here a long time. This is my home and it's where my people are. So I don't know. Exciting thoughts. Doesn't hurt to think, right? Um, and right now while I'm working from home and Lala is looking for a job, but can work remotely at what she does, you know, why not? So it's a thought. It's a, it's a very, very small thought, but, um, that's writing world all caught up for you. And now let's jump into the interview. I know you'll enjoy it and we will talk soon. Well, I'm here with Naomi Munawira and she has her debut novel, 
Island of a Thousand Mirrors was longlisted for the Man Asia Prize and won the Commonwealth Regional Prize for Asia. It was shortlisted for the DSC Prize for South Asian Literature and the Northern California Book Prize. And I love this. The New York Times called the book Luminous, and Publishers Weekly has compared her voice to that of Michael Andache and Jumpa Dairi. And her second novel, What Lies Between Us, uh, is currently on my TBR pile. It looks amazing. And it has been one of the most anticipated releases of 2016, having been featured on both BuzzFeed and Elle Magazine's Best of 2016. She lives in my town, Oakland, California, and she is working on her third novel. Welcome, Naomi. Great. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Um, for anybody watching the YouTube, where are you in a, are you working in a cafe right now? I am. Yes. I am in um, Arbor Cafe, which is a really wonderful hipster cafe that I ride at a lot. It's right around the corner from my house. So I'm nice. quite a bit. I, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's jump right into your process. What is the best time of day for you to write? I'm going to guess the morning since you're yes. there. <laughs> yes. Um, I am definitely someone that thinks that, um, the line between the writing world and the dream world is is something that's really nebulous and uh, a line that can be crossed. And uh, that's something that I use quite a bit. So morning, usually pretty early morning. I, um, if I'm not, if I haven't done anything the night before, I usually wake up naturally at about six yeah. um, or seven. And I like to be writing at about eight. So, um, and also my books are quite dark. The things I like to write about are dark subject matter so I usually don't write at night um, I will do some research at night sometimes but usually by the time the sun goes down I'm off but um, morning is usually my time for writing I think it's interesting that you connected the darkness of your writing with not writing at night can you tell me more about that is that because oh, it will just, slip into your dreams or upset them I just don't want to have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to read your books even Good. more. I love dark. And how do you write? Do you longhand computer? Um, when I start a book, I it's longhand. It's mm -hmm. lots of notes. Um, I actually have a big black book that has all the novel ideas, the beginnings. Um, and then, I mean, so I'm working on my third, my first novel... Um, I didn't know I was writing a novel, so it took a really, it took a long time to figure out. I what did you think you were writing? Well, I was getting a PhD, uh. so yeah, so it was, um, I thought I was writing a dissertation, an academic <laughs> dissertation, yeah. Um, so that happened for quite a while, and then eventually I had to um, drop out of grad school because the novel was too insistent. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I so, say congrats um, to that. Thank you. <laughs> Thankfully, it all worked out. I mean, it took a very long time. It took about nine years of writing and another year to find, another three years to find a publisher. So twelve yeah. years altogether. Um, so when I was writing that book, I started in the in my big book, sort of making notes and stuff. And at a certain point, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm writing a novel." Um, <laughs> and then there's a second novel that is in my computer that I've never sort of. I haven't published and I haven't looked at for a long time. The book that came out as the second novel is actually the third novel. That took about, yeah. Okay. And how long that, did that take? That took about four years. Okay. Of, of three years of like really intense writing. Yeah. Um, and this new one is coming much more quickly. Like it came in September and I've been working on it quite a bit. Um, so I started longhand and then quite more and more quickly I get on the computer. Now it's almost like within a month or two I'm on the computer and I'm wow. putting it out yeah and what program do you use word 
Yeah. yeah. Traditional word. I talked to somebody I talked to somebody yeah. the other day that was still using word perfect. Remember that? I yes. I didn't even know that was still a possibility. Wow, I didn't even think about that. You know, so I I've been interested in like Scribner or whatnot, but I don't know, it's it seems a little complicated. I'm I, yeah. I love Scrivener and I will always recommend people use it. And for me, I say use as few bells and whistles as you can. Learn how to type in it. And then if you learn some extra things, that's great. But otherwise, you can move things around real easily. And it's pretty intuitive unless you try to do too much. And then it is it is a little bit overwhelming. Little bit, yeah. I love it. I like the word. It's like simple. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like clean. And yeah, yeah. My, my notes, actually, my research notes are all. Um, in a in a different folder, they're all mm-hmm. handwritten, so there's that going on. Too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where do you write most, and why? Um, usually in this cafe. Uh-huh. Um, off the, it's right around the corner from my house, and if I'm feeling, uh, you know, and the thing is about being a writer is like it's quite an introverted, lonely yeah. thing. So when I'm feeling like extra, like oh, I want to be around people but not talk to them. You know, and like be in my own head and be like talking to these people I made up. I come here, um, or I write in bed at home. Um, yeah, yeah, with, a, with usually with a cat sort of sitting on me <laughs> or sitting on my head. Or, um, to me, that's but, kind of heavenly, honestly. Like the whole writing in bed, and I, I have a problem. I don't know if you find this, but I have a problem of I write for a while and then I and then I just get sleepy and I. Mm-hmm start sliding down and I if so that's why I don't write much in bed because I end up in a nap <laughs> ah, never a bad thing because you know like sleep and dream I think is yeah. like um a kind of direct portal into yeah. writing um or the unconscious so uh, like I'm right now because I'm working on another book and I'm like deep deep in it I'm doing the research and um a lot of ideas have been coming from dream and have been coming as soon as I wake up so I think yeah. that that like connection is it's not a bad thing I think that's beautiful. And you're lucky. There's a lot of people who can't remember their dreams, who can't harness them that way. Mine, mine never seem to correlate Mm -hmm. into my work for some reason. I wish they would. Mm -hmm. Um, What secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gosh, I hadn't, I thought about this and I had an answer and now I've completely forgotten. Um, Yeah, you know, I think, okay, I'll tell you this. I think take the time with the project. And I think there's a lot of pressure to like publish and I think there's a lot of pressure to like get it out and, um, but you know, I'm a big believer in not letting people see it until Mm -hmm. you are very, very satisfied with it. Um, Mm -hmm. like I said, my first book, I didn't know what I was doing for a long time. And then at some point I'm like, Oh, I'm writing a novel and I didn't tell people. I did not tell people for years that that's what I was doing just because I feel like there's too much pressure. Literally no one? My sister? Yeah. Yeah, my sister knew. Maybe my parents because I had dropped out of grad school and that was the worst thing (laughs) that could ever happen to them. Uh, And they were like, oh, what are you doing? Um, So, yeah, not for a long time. I mean, and then the first person that's... I had a few early readers and then... I mean, I hadn't published anything until the novel came out, the first novel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was the first thing. And I think that I spent a lot of time with it alone and just really, I didn't let anyone see it until it was as good as I could make it. What, what, uh, what draft were you at? Was oh it like God. draft 82 or something? <laughs> or, or? Oh, we read like a lot. Yeah. I mean, many, many years, you know, like the yeah. finished book had very, very little of that had remained from the beginning so I don't even know uh, like did that make it hard to be edited I wonder 
Um, no. No, okay. No, because I gave them a pretty clean manuscript at the end of the day. That's Because nice. I had worked, yeah, because I had worked on it so much. Of course, I did get edited, and that's that's just a normal thing, and that's, you should be open to that and all yeah. of that. But I think just my advice or whatever, like the awesome thing is just like be really patient with it. I, like for me, this is like kind of, it's, as I write about very dark things. The first book was about the Civil War in Sri Lanka, two women going through the Civil War. The second one is about the consequences of childhood trauma on mm-hmm. adult lives and how that manifests in maternity and our, our like ways of mothering. So it's a dark book about maternity. And then this third one is about a really bad guy. Mm. <laughs> did you just did you that just was throw it? That was a, a cat. dog. No, oh, okay. it was a cat. I flew across the screen because he jumped fabulous. on the computer. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. I love flying cats. I should I should have stayed home and there, so we could our cats. And then there's the like there's the small dog oh, that's oh, trying to hello. get the cat. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a whole like catnip slash bone thing I have to do before oh. I record a podcast to right. try to keep them quiet. Very and, important. How do you refill your creative well when you're running dry? Oh, reading. Yeah. Reading, reading. yeah. Is there anything that yeah. jumps out at you that you've read lately that you loved? I hate asking this without asking you first because as soon as anybody asks me that, I go blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a million things, but like right now, just because I was reading it last night, I'm reading, um, I don't read a lot of graphic novels, but mm-hmm. I'm reading Alan Moore's graphic novel from hell. Alan Moore's oh. great. Oh, we're we're a graphic so novel house. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. And I like this is something I've been wanting to read for a long time. And then I read um Neil Gaiman just put out his collection of um nonfiction called The View from the Cheap Seats. Oh I didn't know that. Oh my god, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm gonna rush get that. out I will rush out and get that. It's all his um So it's an essay collection? Essay oh. collection. Awesome. And it's fat and huge and it's everything he's written for years, like decades. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I have there's, so, there's more plans for my reading. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's all of that, and then in that, I should he at some point he was talking about Alan Moore and talking about um, from Hell, and he was talk it. He had written something that came out just as the book was being released. So then I remembered, oh, I wanted to read that, and it sort of ties into the third book I'm working on. Oh, so. perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, and the world does that, right? When we're writing oh, totally. everything, you know, somebody, something somebody says fits in magically. I, I believe in that. I, I feel like everything opens up and everything suddenly is connected to the project. Yeah. 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 It's, it's magic. Can you give us a quick craft tip? Sure. Um, so I heard this at Squaw Valley Community of Writers when I was there from Janet Fitch, who is amazing. She wrote White Oleander and she oh, yeah. that. Black, yeah, yeah. She's so amazing. Um, and she was talking about character and she said this very simple thing that actually I took to heart is like when you write dialogue, um, the reader learns as much from the words as from gesture. Mm. So if you put in the gesture like, oh, she touched her face or, you know, she flipped her hair, you know, that's Mm -hmm. silly stuff, but like some sort of movement that the reader can picture if you infuse your dialogue with that, um, it's really powerful and it's a way that the reader can see what's happening. Well, and that makes sense because as humans, we, we gauge what we learn from other people by listening and watching them. So exactly. that's the way to put that on the page. Exactly. That's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And what, so would you like to tell us about the book that's most recently out, which is, I said it earlier, what's the name of it? What Lies Between Us. Yes. Would you like to yes. tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so What Lies Between Us came out 
in February of this year, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the confession of a woman who's committed a really terrible crime. I'm in. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so she's in jail and she's going to tell you it's her confession. And it's also like her, she's going to take you on the journey of her life and help you understand why she did this really, really awful thing. Um, and I'm really looking at maternity. It's a book that's in dialogue with beloved and with, um, we need to talk about Kevin, mm-hmm. which, yeah, which yes. both of, you know, they're amazing books. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in women and what happens to women's bodies. Like that's kind of my primary concern. Um, I'm interested in violence enacted upon women's bodies and where that's coming from, um, how we deal with it, the consequences, et cetera, et cetera. So, and in terms of setting, it's between Sri Lanka and Oakland. Is that right? Did I, um, is it's right? one third in Sri Lanka and two thirds actually in San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. And a little bit in Oakland. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. I cannot yeah. wait to read that. And readers, I, our listeners, I will uh, put the show, the notes in the, the link in the show notes for that. And where Fabulous. can listeners find you? Oh, um, I am, let me see. Besides uh, at the cafe. W- <laughs> yeah. Besides the cafe. Don't, don't come here. No. no, that would be creepy and weird. <laughs> that would be very creepy and weird. Um, let's see. You can go to my website, which is just www.naomimunavira.com, or you can find me on Amazon. Um, on Goodreads and on Twitter. I, you just I, type in my name. I saw you on Twitter and I'm, I'm definitely going to Insta follow you because you, oh, good. I could, I could see you sharing good. a lot of the politics I felt last night while we were watching yeah. the convention. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only sort of like light in all of this is like John Stewart. Yeah. It's, I mean, besides being heartbreaking and terrifying, yeah. it's, funny as hell yeah he is and he looks good with the beard i know it's nice it's It's like it's really comforting yeah yeah Yeah. okay naomi it's been what such a pleasure to talk to you thank you for taking time out of your writing to do this and i hope that you get a lot of writing done today and this week yes thank you so much i'm sure we'll run into each other yes i'll enjoy that thanks naomi bye Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, where I live, or Facebook, where I don't, and look for the show notes and more fun at howdoyouwritepodcast.com. You can also support my Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a dollar an essay. Just go to patreon.com backslash Rachel, that's R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and now go to your desk and perform some of your own feats of writing daring do. Create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.